0: Thank you. Good morning. Great. Sabbath. Um, You remember Chariots of Fire? It's an old film. You may not have had a chance to watch it. Remember Chariots of Fire? Story of two athletes, particularly, based in the 1924 Olympics. And uh, particularly we focus on Eric Liddell, a very good Scots athlete, rugby player, played for Scotland, uh, and devout Christian man. And uh, he had very strong Sabbath principles. Uh, and there's one scene where uh, he reproaches, gently but firmly, uh, two boys who are playing football on a Sunday afternoon. Is that what keeping Sabbath is about? About not doing things that we'd like to do on a Sunday? Is that, is that it, really? Or is there a bit more? There is a bit more. So, obviously, but that's, what we're, that's, that's the question, isn't it? What's it about? Um, on Wednesday afternoon, I've been speaking, I've been meeting Tim, and I was walking back along Bradford Road, and we'd had those few days of really intense heat, hadn't we? And it just broke as I was going along the road, and it started to rain. It's quite gentle that afternoon, gentle rain. But immediately, the smells just became sweet, and the air became cool. And there was a lovely fresh breeze that was coming along. And it was just a lovely moment. I thought, this is what Sabbath should be like for God's people, isn't it? Just that. And we're thinking about the well water garden, aren't we? Just that. Ah, oh, yeah. It's Sunday. It's Sabbath. So that's a picture to hold perhaps in your mind. So, for us, what is keeping Sabbath about? How do we love it? Is it just about not doing things that other people do? Or is there something else? How do we keep our feet from breaking the Sabbath? So, my aim is that we do come to love Sabbath this morning and to love keeping it. And I want to persuade you, to convince you, that God not only wants us to rest, but He commands you to rest. It's not optional. You've got to do it. And I want us to see that rest is centred on God. So those are the two things. We're going to have a quick look at Sabbath in the Bible. And to do that, we're going to go right back to the very beginning, back to Genesis, because Sabbath is completely foundational opening words of the whole book. What do we read? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He created everything. He created it joyfully. He loved what he was doing. He loved his work. And he gradually built up, didn't he, over the days. And so by day six, he created us. And he said it was very good. He was so pleased. I don't want to get wrapped up this morning in what the days were and how long they were and all that kind of stuff and evolution. We're not going there this morning. That might be another day. But the point is that God worked for six days. And on the seventh day, he rested. We read in Genesis 2, he had finished the work he had done. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work work. The the word for rested means he stopped. He just ceased working. Was that because he was tired out after a heavy week? I I don't think God was tired, was he? No, he wasn't tired. But he'd done what he wanted to do. So Sabbath is linked inextricably with creation. It's a rhythm that God established at the very beginning. Six days work, one day rest. Six days work, one day rest. It's this rhythm that we should see in our lives. It's a chance for a weekly reset. So let me go forward to the Ten Commandments. Moses was given the commandments that people had had just escaped. God had delivered them from Egypt, from slavery. They were wandering in the desert. And Moses is dramatically given the commandments. And many people would see the Ten Commandments as essential moral building blocks, wouldn't they? You shall not kill. Sounds sensible. You shan't steal. Okay, that's great. Don't commit adultery. Things like that. Really good stuff. Keep the Sabbath day. Is that really? Is that really one of God's top ten things? The most ten important things he wants you to do? Well, it's in the list, isn't it? So presumably, it is. And in that account, we're again linked to creation. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. We're told how to do that. For in six days... The Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that's in them. But he rested on the seventh day. So again, keeping Sabbath is remembering that God created. There's then a second account of the giving of the Ten Commandments in Deuteronomy. And there the Sabbath is especially linked with the Exodus So again, we read, observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. And the command concludes, remember that you were slaves. You were slaves in Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath. So that's about deliverance. It's about God bringing his people out of Egypt, out of slavery. And of course, that's not just speaking of them way back in Moses' day. That's speaking about us, because we've all been rescued, haven't we? Yeah? We've been delivered. Praise God for that. We've been saved. So this business about Sabbath is linked to God's deliverance, God's salvation. So, this command to rest, to stop on one day a week, is an opportunity to celebrate, to remember the two biggest, most amazing things God has ever done His creation and His work of salvation. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Well, which day is the Sabbath? Saturday or Sunday? Does it matter? Or can I take another day of the week? Is that okay? In Jesus' day, there were about one and a half thousand rules about what you had to do and not do on a Sabbath. And Jesus challenged those. He was countercultural. He went against what the, the rulers, the Pharisees and so on were saying. He enraged them so much by this that we read they plotted to kill him. He redefined what was and what was not work. Jesus deliberately healed someone in the temple in front of all these people on the Sabbath day. When his followers were walking around the fields and they grabbed a bit of corn and and ate some, he, he defended them, he supported them for doing that, although they were criticized. And Jesus said, The Sabbath was made for humankind. Sabbath was made for you lot, not the other way around. J. John wrote a book about the Ten Commandments, and he said helpfully that perhaps the Sabbath rules are dead, but the Sabbath principles apply. And perhaps that's helpful. And I think it's up to us to decide, for you each individually, to decide for you what is work and what is not work when it comes to to observing the Sabbath. And we have to recognize that, that yeah, a, a lot of people are in paid uh, employment roles. A lot of work is not paid. A lot of work happens in the home. It is unseen. A lot of work is voluntary and so on. There are many different kinds of work. So what, what kind of work do you do In terms of when we worship, the early Christians initially continued to worship on our Saturday, on the Jewish Sabbath, probably in the synagogue initially and then in people's houses. But very quickly that changed. And very soon after Jesus' death and resurrection, they started to worship on a Sunday, on the first day of the week. Because the day that Jesus rose... Again, we get this link with salvation, with deliverance. And so for us, we for, for hundreds and hundreds of years, most Christians have worshipped on a Sunday and kept that as Sabbath. There are a few Christians today who choose to worship on a Saturday. Does that really matter? I don't think so. I'd say God bless them, anyway. So I don't think it really matters. Work, I've seen, I was a GP, okay, and I've seen a lot of illness caused by work, by overwork. I remember very very well uh, a GP, and he was an excellent doctor. You'd all love to be looked after by him. Uh, Incredibly conscientious, worked harder than even the rest of us did, longer hours. Um, But he couldn't switch off. And when he went home, he still worried about all his patients. And he would uh, do things for them when he was at home. And at the weekend, he would be really worried about people, his people, who were in hospital. I would think, well, thank goodness they're in hospital. They couldn't look after them. Nothing to do with me anymore. He'd worry about them. So he would log on to the hospital lab system and see what their blood tests were on a Sunday. So he could worry about He couldn't do anything about it but he could see if their hemoglobin was going up or down on a Sunday from his house at home. And he got ill. And he had to go off work because he was ill. So work made him ill. Thank God he got better and he changed the way that he approached his work. So work can make us ill. But work is a blessing, isn't it? Yeah, if you're you're in work, Be thankful. What a blessing. When God made people, he put people in the garden. What did he put them in the garden to do? To chill out and kind of to work. Thank you, Matt. He put people in the garden to work. Work's a blessing. But it seems as a society that we're working longer and longer and harder and harder, doesn't it? We're tied to our machines, our phones, our laptops. But we're not machines. We need time to rest. There's a great temptation, and it's a lie really, to think, yeah, I'm really important. If I don't do it, no one will. They can't cope without me. I'm indispensable to this, whatever it is. And it's pride, and it's untrue, isn't it? we can become very full of our busyness. We can make our weekends really busy as well and be proud of that. If you felt a bit, sometimes I feel a bit inadequate. People say, how was your weekend? Oh, we had an amazing weekend. It was great. We were up all Friday. It was amazing. And then Saturday, we climbed Ben Nevis. And then Sunday after church, we went to this amazing gig in Cardiff. Oh, it was incredible. It was so good. What did you do? You're allowed to stop, smell the roses, look at the view, have a coffee, read the paper, whatever it is. You know, we sang the song, didn't we, about when my time has come and my days are ending. I doubt that any of us is going to say, and I wish I had more time at work. Work is a blessing, but we need to rest. Some people have to work on a Sunday, and we're often very grateful to them, aren't we, the people who work on a Sunday. So if you're watching online because you are working on a Sunday, thank you very much. But if you do have to work on a Sunday, then find another day for your Sabbath, because you need to do that. Lots of people take Sunday as a day to relax, a family day. But how can we do that in a way that's honouring to God? You see, we need to change the way that we think of Sunday is my day. This is my day off, my day to do what I like. It's the Lord's day, Sunday, isn't it? He's the reason that we celebrate the day. He is our creator. He is our deliverer. Our Sabbath should ideally contain worship, hopefully here in church with others. If you can't get to church, okay, fair enough. If you have to work on Sunday, then on your your Sabbath day, spend time in prayer, Bible reading, worship. Decide for you what is work and what is not work. So you can decide what you're not going to do on a Sabbath, there's no hard and fast rules, but you decide. So for example, for me, cutting the grass is a bit of a chore. I don't mind doing it, but, you know, it's not the most exciting thing in the world. I'm not a great gardener, but I quite like trying to grow a few things to eat. So for me, sowing a few salad seeds on a Sunday would be great, I'd enjoy that, that would be an invigorating thing to do. Do you see what I mean? But you've got to decide. So, to conclude, rest. It's a command. It's not optional. However busy you are, however important you may be, or feel that you may be, you have to rest. Keep the Sabbath one day a week. It can't be Sunday, pick another day. Rest. It's good for you, it'll help keep you healthy. Rest. Rest in God. Rest in the Lord. When we stop on the Sabbath, we realign ourselves with Him and with His priorities. We proclaim his mighty works, his works of creation, his work of salvation. So a few things you might think about. I'd really like you, if you would please, to decide what for you is work that you're not going to do on your Sabbath. And how you're going to stop doing it. Would you do that? And I'd like you to think about two things that you would really like to do on your Sabbath that would help you to keep it well. Is that okay? Two things. Isaiah finishes with a wonderful blessing. So Isaiah says, if you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath, if you call the Sabbath a delight, If you honor it by not doing as you please, then you will find your joy in the Lord. And I will cause you to ride on the heights of the land and to feast on the inheritance of your father Jacob. It's a great promise of blessing, not necessarily of material things, of prosperity, of health, but it's a blessing of increasing delight. In the Lord, and I really pray as we come to love the Sabbath that that's all of our experience as we do this. Chris, thank you very much. Um, don't often say things like this. Here we go. I have quite a strong sense during that sermon. And it may be that it Lord will speak it to me and that I need to receive prayer for this, but I had a strong sense that there are folk here who, who, if you like, are addicted to work, enslaved to it, and need the opportunity to be released from that, because that is partly what the Sabbath is about. Um, it reminds us that we are not slaves to work um, and that we can and should and must rest um,